I, they're real worried, and it's kind of amazing that they, I feel that, uh, and I thought we could never show love because I never saw it in my grandpa's family. The kids never said I love you. They never, it was weird. And now that I, I, I you know, I was sick, and my aunt say I love you, and uh, my other aunt too, and they're, they're uh, telling me to pray to God and that they're praying for me. So we got to remember, there, there's people that have, give us love or you have love, but they don't show it. And sometimes they, there's people that you're dead, and then they show the love when you're dead, but we don't know because we can't see. Or I don't know if God lets us see that, but don't show your love after somebody's dead because they're not going to know it. So please remember, love your family, love your neighbor, pass the love around the world. And, and honestly, it said, if you have love in your heart, God is with you. I love you all. Waka, waka, waka with the Lord. Amen. Amen. And yes, showing love while we can is very, very important. Family members, church family members, the world at large, remember that we should always hate sins, but not necessarily the sinner. We need to try to extend to them God's love. So good words, Rudy, good words. Indeed, they shall know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yeah. <laughs> oh, beloved, yeah. let us love one another, for love is of God. Yep. Anyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Yep. He um, that loveth hey, not, knoweth not yep. God, knows not God, for God, for is, God love. is love. Indeed. In case we're all yep. throwing things out from First hey, John 4, 7, on? and 8. Yeah. Yes. Well, songs and, and, and whatnot that, uh, that people may recognize those from. Yep. Um, hey, just so everybody knows, uh, the reason why there's no introduction is because I accidentally hit stop record <laughs> right in the middle. I'll see if I can figure out a way to uh, to to piece it back together, but uh, uh, but uh, we were right near the beginning of Rudy's uh, of Rudy's minute uh, uh, today, and uh, that's why it starts in kind of an odd place. Now I think yep. he did it so nobody would know he flubbed the opening. Oh, is that it? But anyway, <laughs> no, I, okay. I still have the recording of it. I can post it right now. Yep. You can see what you can do with it, but nonetheless, but I'll see if I can piece it back together. No, as a not, reminder, uh, we are. Continuing yep. our study in Dr. John Barnett's 52 Greatest Chapters in the Bible. Tonight we are looking at the Gospel of John, the 19th chapter. Yeah. Uh, some of the difficulty with that is it's primarily about the crucifixion, but also some of the events leading up to it. Mm -hmm. And, and that's of why the I encourage after. regularly that when you are in advanced Bible studies, you should compare all four of the Gospels. Mm -hmm. And so we've got some things that are not in John that are in some of the others. And we have some a lot of things in John that are not in the others right. because they are such, they were four different writers. Mm -hmm. Yes, they were all, well, I can't really say they were all first-generation disciples of Jesus. Certainly, Matthew was, and John. Mark and Luke were not first-generation disciples, although John, sorry, John Mark, meaning the writer of the second gospel, definitely met Jesus. Yeah. And we can faithfully say that because 
his mother owned the upper room where Jesus and the disciples came and stayed. And so we have that kind of reference now, for little for who was then little young John Mark. Right. Mark, uh, the book of but, Mark might be, you might be able to consider the book of Mark a first generation account because Mark was acting, was probably, most likely acting as the, uh, the, um, the scribe for Peter. Or Peter, yes, that is that is part of of his life for yes. sure. Uh, and then Luke, of and course, so I have no problem with that at all. Luke, of course, uh, definitely is a a kind of a second generation because he was probably writing it under the direction of Paul, but Paul didn't have firsthand information. Luke, however, right. so says, we're talking at least third generation yeah. there. Um. So, um. But. Uh, um, but the likelihood is because of his background as a surgeon, not a surgeon, but a doctor, um, he was probably investigating and speaking with people who did have firsthand knowledge, like the other disciples, uh, apostles, slash apostles, um, other eyewitnesses, um, and, uh, um, and such. And there are ways to, uh, to tell where these people probably are. Um, where their witness eyewitness testimony probably is in uh, in the given books because a passage will start with the name of the person being mentioned, and uh, yes. um, and so which is an in really interesting thing. The eyewitnesses of the Bible, I can't remember the name of the of the author of that book, but uh, um, but I, I've read uh, I've read parts of it and uh, and it's really fascinating. Um, the way, uh, the way, if you look at the way histories were written at the time, and uh, um, and use that to understand why things in the various books were written in the way they were written, mm -hmm. and uh, and all, and of course we know that all four uh, all four gospels were written for different peoples. Um, they weren't all written with the same goals in mind. Um, and of course, uh, um, different things like uh, like chronological order was of minimal importance, if any at all, to uh, to the gospel writers. Um, and so that's why sometimes things seem to be out of place chronologically. But that's only if you're looking at the books, and trying to get a modern history out of them, because um, yeah. that's how we do things now. But that's not how they would have done things then. And uh, then, of course, different things would have been left out for two main reasons. One, it was not important for the group uh, that was being written to, such as uh, in Matthew, um, you can see a lot of references to the Old Testament. Well, that's because Matthew was writing to Jewish believers, primarily. And so in order to, or, you know, Jewish believers, Jewish converts, Jewish prospects, um, and so uh, um, since the Old Testament was very important to that group of people, of course he would have mentioned it. But the others wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have gone so deeply into it because it wasn't as important. Now we'll see in John here uh, several uh, um, Old Testament prophecies being fulfilled in the crucifixion, but uh, John was not really writing to Jewish believers. So it's not as extensive. the The Old Testament references are not as extensive as they are in uh, in Matthew. 
Um, John was, of course, writing the last of the writers. And so some of the things that are not there aren't there because they would have been common knowledge among believers by that time. Like the Last Supper. John doesn't go into the Last Supper. It's something Correct. that would have been such common knowledge that it would have been a waste of paper to uh, to write about it. And paper was he felt precious. it was covered well enough in the first right. three. Oh, and whatever other uh, uh, books may have been or letters might have been in circulation at the time he wrote it. True. Um, we just don't know. But uh, um, but, yeah. but we also have to be fair to folks to say that the author was writing things that was important to him right that he wanted to make sure was communicated and so it's a great segue to start right there yeah. as an example uh the criminal barabbas mm -hmm. who literally was traded out for jesus right. uh you'd think it would be a long story but it's not in john in John, it is the last verse of chapter 18, mm -hmm. and it is extremely short. Yes. And it says, they shouted back, not this man, but Barabbas. Now, Barabbas was a revolutionary. That was all John wanted to say on the topic. Yep. Uh, there was nothing else about the trading and, and that revolutionary part. The fact is, is that Barabbas was in jail because he was not only a revolutionary against Rome, but he was also found guilty of killing other Jewish people. Right. And, you know, it like made no sense at all uh, that the Jewish people would want mm -hmm. him. But John doesn't cover that because it's not important to right. him. Now, it was important in other, uh, in the other Gospels, more was written about him. Um yeah. And uh, um, and something uh, that I've always found interest interesting. Do you know what Bar Barabbas means? I do not remember. I'm sure I've heard it, but, but well, perhaps if I uh, perhaps if I split it up into the two words, Bar Abba, son of the father. Son of the father, huh? Son of the Father. Because we have and... other examples. Bar Jonah means son of Jonah. And mm -hmm. uh, let's see. I know I've heard of other ones. Yes. And, and I'm not thinking of them right now. Judah Ben Hur. Uh, <laughs> sir? Judah Ben. Oh, no, that's Ben, not Bar. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, um, that's true. Later some... on in Acts, uh, you can find a reference to a Bar Jesus. Yep. Uh, and some of the Matthew manuscripts actually say, right, uh, actually uh, include the name, call him Jesus Barabbas. Some of the Matthew mm -hmm. manuscripts, but not all uh, of them. They, yeah. So, right. uh, so yeah, so there's, there's an interesting, there may be an interesting story about, uh, about Barabbas and his, uh, and his influence in the, uh, uh, in, uh, in Judah at the time. Um, you know, he may very well have been a messianic rebel, and uh, um, and who knows what uh, Barabbas' name is an Aramaic name, right? And uh, so it means son of the father, yeah, yeah. So we have that, that's good. 
yep. and to be able to say that that was not very important to John. It got yep. one verse. Yep. It got more verses in Luke uh, yeah. 23, in case people want to look at it in particular. Uh, the Gospel of John, yeah, sorry, I can say it that way, has no reference to Jesus being taken to Herod Antipas. I believe that it literally shows up, oh, probably inside of verse 12 of John 19. But other than that, there's no reference to Herod. There is also no reference to Pilate's wife. Uh, right. So Which we don't have rather... her in the Gospel of John either. Right. Uh, that was Matthew that she was in, isn't it? Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, and her, her reference is that Pilate's wife is, Pilate's wife's reference is very brief in uh, in Matthew. She gets a verse, um, but yeah. uh, um, basically uh, she had a dream that was disturbing her about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, and she suggested that Pilate let this guy go. She refers to him as an innocent man, in fact. He does. Okay, he doesn't. Huh? The the producer yeah. is saying that Barabbas is not actually mentioned in Luke. Oh. Uh, I thought I had it in chapter 23. I'll let her do some other studying on that as she wishes. Uh, but again, showing the preference of the writers. That's all we're doing right, right now, folks, oh, yeah. is looking at it in Matthew did appreciate prophecies more than the others. And here it is, a woman prophesying about Jesus, or at least interpreting dreams, that she didn't want her husband to have anything to do with him. Most scholars believe that Pilate's wife was indeed Jewish and perhaps descended from... Yeah. Barabbas is in all four of the Gospels. Okay. Uh, Like I say, it's the depth of it. And Herod's, no, Pilate's wife is only mentioned in Matthew. And Matthew had his focus on fulfilling prophecies as well as Old Testament references. For us, it is very, I think it's very important that Pilate's wife is involved in this because, again, we see biblical uh, references to how important women were in the founding of the church and for its growth. And we'll see more of that. uh, And they still have that power and authority. Will we? We shall see. But let's go ahead, uh, unless you have some other pre things. Uh, No. Uh, let's go ahead and get into yes, this. Yes, please. Uh, we uh, we start with the flogging. Oh, if we must, yes, it is the beginning of the yes, chapter. Uh, and it is a uh, it is a pretty. You want to read deal. the first? Um, you want to read the first four verses? Sure. So then, Pilate took Jesus and had him scourged. And the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head and put a purple robe around him. 
And they kept coming up to him, saying mockingly, Hail, King of the Jews! Good health, peace, long life to you, King of the Jews! And they slapped him in the face. Then Pilate came out again and said to them, Look, I am bringing him out to you so that you may know that I find no guilt in him, no crime, no cause for an accusation. Thank you. Okay, let's now we'll take it apart really verse by yeah. verse because it's important. It is. At least I believe so, yeah. even though I don't like to think about right. it. No historians can really put a date when the cat of nine tails was put into use, right. uh, meaning that it was literally a whip with nine leather straps and then other things put on the end of those straps. But we always envision it that way. That's how Jesus was being flogged. Uh, we don't really have proof on that, but tell you what, it is going, flogging was intentional by Romans for one purpose only, to take a lot of the life out of their victims before they hung them on a cross. Yeah. I mean, there were some, there, you know, there are some wiry people that are so strong anyway that they could survive hanging on a cross for days. And Rome didn't want that, and the Jewish well, people certainly no, didn't. No, I think Rome did because... want. The, uh, my, my reading shows more that the Romans did want people to last on the cross for a good long time. Um, because it's, but in Jesus', in Jesus case, case... Right, in, in, in Judea, no. Because there was, uh, because there's um, Levitical law against keeping somebody on a tree overnight, and so, uh, so you know, especially not that the, uh, not that the the Jewish leaders would have been that concerned with uh, with it probably at the time, because that didn't uh, do anything for personal uh, righteousness, quote unquote righteousness. But, uh, yeah. um, and so they probably didn't pay that much attention to it. But, uh, um, but uh, in this case, because it was day of preparation for the, uh, um, for the Sabbath of, uh, of Passover. Oh, you're jumping ahead now, Bill. Come on. But anyway, um, yeah, and people could die from this scourging, um, from this particular Yes, flogging. they could. Um, and uh, just to get really gross uh, with it, because I think what Jesus went through it, understanding what Jesus went through is very important, um, I think, for, for a person's personal salvation. Because, you know, it's like, oh, he died and rose from the dead, yada, 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 no big deal. Well, it was a big deal. Um, these these cat of nine tails or, or, or whips with, you know, of, of whatever kind it was, um, at the ends and along their lines, they had, like you said, they have bits of stuff. Um, put in them, and some of those. Yeah, we don't know when that started, right. though. We, we don't, really don't. But we always assuming they that. did, assuming they had bits of stuff put in it. This would have been things like bits of broken bone, broken glass, um, rocks, anything sharp and hard would have been on there. And these floggings would have wouldn't have just been a little. Uh, oh, look, you got a little cut on you. This is. This is um, where bone and was exposed 
would have been exposed from it. Uh, one description I read said uh, you might possibly be able to see organs through uh, through the holes created by these whips. Um, because some uh, some historians say that they would have been flogged for a while on one side and then flipped over and flogged for a while on the other side. Again, we just don't Ooh. know. Yeah. Well, that's TMI for me at the moment, son, yeah, yeah. so I would like to move on. Okay. Verse 2 has something important in it, too. Reference. <laughs> we also have the reference to the crown of mm -hmm. thorns that the soldiers put together. Now, I, for one, have experienced those thorns over in that part of the yeah. world, and they are horrendous. I mean, two-inch, literally, thorns uh, that are just... Mm, they hurt just to think about them, but I experienced them not as a crown on my head, but certainly as some of the stuff that I walked through at different times. And I wouldn't want that to happen no. again. But it's really a rough situation. Mm -hmm. I would not have wanted to have been the soldier putting it together right. either, because they would have been, had to be very careful not to get themselves jammed while they were doing it and so we have that on his head right. they talk about a purple robe that was put on him this was while he was still at pilot's place right. um i want to um, make because it won't go out to the crossroad right. um i want to make a comment on the purple robe um in oh shoot now i'm gonna forget in one of the other Gospels, I want to say Matthew, but uh, it could be Mark. Um, the robe isn't purple. It's scarlet. And so we have one of those uh, one of those little things that, uh, um, you know, it's like, where's the difference coming from? Is it a mistake? Or is it just uh, different things being remembered? Could one of the robes have been from Herod's palace and the other robe from Pilate's? Because the uh, um, maybe the, uh, the, the Romans had more access to purple robes, and um, Herod certainly wouldn't have wanted to make Jesus look like a king in any possibility, because um, that's not a thing Herod's like to do. <laughs> no. Herod, certainly, if, if Caesar didn't like having the competition, Herod was worse yeah. on that. And uh, for three generations worth, right. they were. Uh, or maybe there's also just the possibility, like me, I do not do very well with shade differenti differentiations. Differentiations, yeah. Yeah, I mean, to me, there are grays. I mean, I can tell many different shades, don't get me wrong, but it's the point that I can call something purple when it's scarlet, mm -hmm. and somebody else can say it's purple when I say it's scarlet, and that can happen also. Uh, we do know that none of the disciples were in the area that he was being flogged. Right. We don't know if he might have been seen with the robe, robe draped over him or not when he was going from one place to another. 
It depends on which movies we want to <laughs> use as our as our guide, and the answer is none. Yeah. Uh, we should use scripture for Absolutely. sure. But the point of purple in this and John's, I believe, is because it is was the symbol of royalty, and the fact that these Roman soldiers, remember, he'd gone through a lot with the. Uh, uh, temple guard and soldiers earlier, but now it's with the Roman soldiers themselves and they are not treating him nicely. Uh, but they're doing something in contrast that hasn't been done elsewhere. They are literally saying, hail to Jesus the King. They're being very contrary, very uh, argumentative with it, but they are saying hail to the king of the Jews while they're beating up on him. They're they're mocking him. Uh, like, a, uh, well, Pilate does the same uh, does the same kind of thing with uh, um, with some of his uh, with some of his comments in some of the uh, in some of the books. Yep, but his are mostly done in disbelief right. uh, and finding out that he really doesn't want to have anything to do with this. Nonetheless. We have these soldiers hailing Jesus, calling him king of the Jews. He has been greatly, uh, can I say decimated by all the whippings? Is that a mm. good, fair thing to describe? It? I think it's a little more than He's... 10%, but. <laughs> <laughs> True enough. Uh, yeah, he'd probably be pretty near death at this point. Anyway, I, I'm sure. I would think I'm so. Sure, uh, I'm sure it's exhausting, and and how if it, of course in movies we always see him standing before Pilate, mm -hmm. and I don't know how much standing he'd be able to do, uh, but I don't think they were giving him a a, a plush easy chair to sit mm -hmm. in either. So I'm thinking that he's either or he's barely able to stand uh, and perhaps with somebody on each side to make sure he doesn't go down at that particular point. Because I could envision him being on his knees at that point. Could be, because he's standing before Pilate. They're not going to just let him fall down. They're going right. to try to keep him, the soldiers, that is, are going to try to keep him in a submissive mode. Right. Because uh, dehumanizing people was definitely something the Romans like to do. But today, Pilate doesn't want to do that. No. Today, Pilate really wants to be able to release Jesus. Yes. And he figures improper in, you know, incorrectly that maybe the way he's all beaten up and bleeding, and as you pointed out, Bones probably exposed, organs may have been exposed. You know, we just don't know how bad that was. Uh, and that crown, I mean, seriously, I get shivers thinking about those darn thorns yeah. because they were so drastic. And seeing that around someone's head would just scare the padaddles out of me. Okay. I don't know what those are, but I, they're scared out of me for sure. The world is not mentioned in Luke. 
Matthew 27, okay. 20 says it's scarlet. And Mark 15, <laughs> 17 and John 19 say purple. Okay. Mark and John say purple. Matthew, Matthew says, says scarlet. Luke doesn't have a color at all. Right. Of he the doesn't robe. mention the robe. And doesn't they were mention all the robe. by the soldiers at the governor's. They were with the governor's. All of them were the were the at the governor's. None of them are listed as Herod's okay. at Herod's place. Sorry, folks. That's why I like doing them all together. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. But we're trying to follow Doctor Barnett's. Yeah. All right. Pilate was trying to get the people to change their mind about crucifying him. Right. He shows him man, shows him out to him. Here is the man, is the statement that ends verse four. Five. But in verse five, it's the chief priest and the temple servants saw him. You're, they shouted, crucify him. You're, uh, uh, you're a verse behind. I am? Uh, yeah, okay, verse 5 like is look the man, and verse 6 is... Yes, you're right, I am. Small print, folks. Oh, yeah. I really should try to... I have a new magnifying glass that's bigger than this one. <laughs> I keep forgetting to put it in. Uh, in Still in verse 6, Pilate tries to uh, have them just take him and crucify him themselves, since he can't find any grounds for crucifying him. That just doesn't sound like a Roman official to me at all. Uh, you know, that it's too easy to say, yeah, go ahead, kill him. It doesn't hurt us. But that doesn't seem to be the case. And so I wish we had some here in John about Pilate's wife telling him about the vision she had. Uh, but we don't. And that's unfortunate. Uh, we also do not have here in John the reference where the Jewish leaders are willing to say, we don't have permission by Roman law to execute anyone, let alone crucify someone. It was a Roman law, as you pointed out, Bill. Yeah. And to be able to see that it was their custom, even though it's been going on for a few hundred years and it will go for the better part of 300 years still, before they finally outlaw crucifixion. Uh, but when the Jewish leaders are telling Pilate, he needs to die because he claims he is the son of God. Now we have the fear of God going into Pontius Pilate. <laughs> well, maybe not the fear of God, but the fear of God's uh... <clears throat> God's plural. God's yeah. plural. You're 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 highly probably right on that one. Son. He was Roman emperor. But yes, but he was also a tough Roman governor. Mm -hmm. Probably came up through the military ranks, but I don't remember. Uh, and honestly, that with the history of Roman governors in Judea, they would usually go on to be Caesar. Mm -hmm. And that didn't happen for Pontius Pilate. Right. Uh, we don't really, I've never done a study after after the Bible on, on Pontius Pilate, but he pretty much disappears. I know he never becomes Caesar. 
because of all that was going on in this particular instance. Uh, I remember right, Josephus uh, does write something about uh, about Pilate, but uh, it's not much. Again, we have the conversations back and forth now between Pilate and Jesus. And uh, he was more afraid than ever. He went back into the headquarters and asked Jesus, where are you from? But Jesus uh, did not give him an answer. This is where in other gospels we have, uh, he is from Galilee and therefore, Send him, send it, give you know, send him to Herod, but we don't have that in this one. Uh, instead, we have Pilate focusing on Jesus saying, Why aren't you answering me? Don't you know the power and authority I have? And Jesus does respond to that. It says in verse 20, no, it isn't verse 11, you would have no authority over me at all, Jesus answered if it hadn't been given you from above. This is why the way over to you has the greater sin. Jesus was giving Pilate somewhat of a pass on this, <laughs> but blaming uh, the Pharisees and, the, uh, sorry, the leadership, Jewish leadership that had done the mock trial earlier in the day or later in the night as it were because it was night to daytime um, but I imagine Herod is totally fearful at this point because he's talking about yeah if it hadn't been for the authority given to you you wouldn't be able to do this he could be thinking on a human level that is right. Pilate right now well, yeah, okay, Caesar gave me the authority, okay, but Jesus is bringing it back to the point of, well, no, it literally is those who brought me to you are the more guilty. Right. That the power is given from above, not, not at a greater authority level in human terms, but at the ultimate authority level in vertical terms yeah um verse 12 from that moment Pilate kept trying to release him yay but the jews put in a humongous lie if you release this man you are not caesar's friend anyone who makes himself a king opposes caesar uh the Jewish people were not against anybody opposing Caesar. Right. Uh, in other gospels, it's we have no king but mm -hmm. Caesar. That's the, the lie I was thinking of. Right. Because Jewish people didn't accept. Well, we'll have no king. We have no king but Caesar in uh, is coming up in verse fifteen. But uh, um, something to uh, to think about is that this is the line that really uh, uh, that pushes Pilate over the, over the edge to the side of let's crucify him because Pilate's record with Caesar was not, was uh, Tiberius Caesar was not perfect. 
he did not have a spotless record of service. He yeah. had done some things that were not very smart. Um, he had uh, he had done some things that uh, that Caesar did not like. And basically, he's thinking to himself, I'm at the point where if somebody says, hey, this guy's not your friend, that's going to push Caesar over the edge, and I'm going to get the boot. My career will yeah. be done, if not getting imprisoned or, or killed <laughs> or what, what have you. Caesars were uh, notorious for doing bad things to people they didn't like. Uh, and so... Um, so Pilate definitely didn't want any of those bad things to happen to him. Correct. So this is a threat I agree with that fully. And yeah, what I was thinking of was the fact that he could fear any one of several correspondents mm -hmm. that could get back to Caesar uh, from people that Caesar would definitely be listening to. Right. But so we have this issue. And as you pointed out from verse 15, the out-and-out -out lie about we have no king but Caesar, you know, that's just not what the chief priests were really uh, known for agreeing to. They definitely did not want Rome in their lives. But we have the sad point at verse 16, then he handed him over to be crucified. While I certainly don't, uh, I'm certainly not glad for the suffering Jesus had to go through. I am because that suffering came went came to me as my salvation. If Jesus had not gone through this, if he had not been crucified, then there would be no salvation for us. You're absolutely correct. So and it's it's a happy sad thing very tragic felt thing mm -hmm. certainly i wish i mean wish there could have been an easier way yes uh roman citizens could be killed with the thrust of a sword mm -hmm. uh why not anybody else right. a lot quicker than anything else you could think of but that gets into what ifs and we don't need to no. we have the truth before us yes we do and so what we have in the next section is where we will also come up with some of our, well, we have Old Testament references. Uh, well, we also have uh, a missing reference um, because uh, John doesn't say anything about Simon of Cyrene. No, you're correct. And uh, um, that uh, Simon... Um, of Cyrene, the father of, oh. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, it's not in this study, it's Bill. It's not Don't in this study, right. But, uh, but anyway, um, he is mentioned in the other Gospels. And, uh, um, and in one of them, his sons are as well. And it's believed uh, by, uh, by many scholars that the reason why Simon is mentioned in those Gospels, and that his sons are mentioned in those Gospels, is because people should have known and recognized those names. Um, that, uh, um, that you know, it's like uh, that, his son, that the sons of Simon of Cyrene, well, if you don't believe me, go ask them. Yes. Kind of a thing. Paul was able to do that as a good reference mm -hmm. also. Right. The fact that uh, there were still 
know, Jesus was seen alive after the resurrection mm -hmm. by more than 500 people at one time. Right. Paul was absolutely saying, ask the folks who saw it. Yeah. Yep. And we all like that. Uh, you froze. One of us froze. I'm sorry, folks. Hold on a moment. This should clear up momentarily. Not any living representatives from that time frame. Right. We have the scriptures and we have witnesses from other generations that have passed things on. Mm -hmm. But bottom line is we have to believe by faith. Right. And that sets us apart from other religions mm -hmm. and being able to say this is the word of God. And we believe it. It's here in the Bible, and we have faith that it's there. Blessed are those uh, who have not seen and yet believe. Yep. If anything about the Gospel of John, and I cannot explain it, is not only does it not mention Simon of Cyrene, but it flat out says Jesus was carrying the cross by himself. And he went out to the place of the skull, which is called Golgotha. I don't know about you folks, but I'm always getting those those uh, names backwards. But still, it's it's there. We have the reference. Uh, he is put on the cross um, with two others, one on either side of him. Uh, I especially like the fact that Pilate had a sign written out. Here is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Oh, uh, um, there is something about the two others that I wanted to uh, to mention. Okay. They were not thieves. The word used for them in all the Gospels where they're mentioned actually translates to rebels. To rebels. They may very well have been um, been compatriots of Barabbas, mm -hmm. because they were uh, they were freedom they were quote unquote freedom fighters. Very well put, Bill. Not only that, you may look back at the translation I'm working with. Uh -huh. It only says two others. It does not right. call them thieves or anything else. I think they're called others. criminals later. Or rebels later, somewhere else anyway. In in John, I know they're mentioned. It's mentioned in other uh, in other gospels. So part of the cross referencing. Yes. Now the sign, yes. Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. And of course, many people read it, and the leadership didn't like it, so they went to Pilate to get him to change the sign to say he claimed to be the king of the Jews. And Pilate was so fed up with things at this point. He says, what I've written, I have written. Right. The sign doesn't change. Right. Uh, I have uh, uh, what I have written, I have written, and it remains written. And it remains written? It That's remains fine, written. too. <laughs> um, earlier, I had a thought of, of an easy thing to reference because it was so minuscule in today's society. 
where they had something very simple written and they took it down because it might be causing trouble for a small group of individuals. And I wish I could remember what it was, but I was amazed by uh, how quickly they would change something. Okay, people are gonna think about all the slavery issues, yeah. which I think was absolutely wrong, yes. But taking down all statues for any reference at all uh, about the South, I don't know if that is as good as it should be, because I am of a firm belief that if we forget about past sins, we repeat them. Mm -hmm. So if we literally get to a point of not remembering about such tragedies as slavery, it's liable to pick up again, no matter what. Right. And in and in truth, there's a slavery is alive and well in the world today. Yep, it uh, it came up in the and news today. In fact, it did. did it? Yes, on my way uh, on my way home from the office to uh, to do the show. Can you share it or uh, know sure. enough to share um, it? Um, basically, what they were talking about is the state of California uh, just enacted a new law which extends the amount of time people can loiter on the streets and uh, and uh, the opposing uh, the more conservative uh, party seems to be uh, claiming that this means that it will give more leeway to pimps and human traffickers uh, who send out their uh, their slaves their prostitutes um, out onto the streets to uh, to ply their wares, as it were, and uh, mm. um, and I, I yeah, I sex trade is still yeah, um, yeah that's still terrible that in needs this country. To be, yes. Yeah, that needs to be the people who uh, who trade in human flesh need to be penalized harshly. Um, yep. You know, it needs to. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, let's, let's come, come back. back. <laughs> um, Jesus is on the cross now with the two others, mm -hmm. and we get some of the Old Testament references now. Uh, we have lightning here. Uh, the soldiers were allowed to claim any of the belongings of the people they were crucifying. And we have that in the old referencing about the dividing of the clothes. And why don't I have that one written down? Verse 24. Thank you. Yes, it is verse 24. Uh, shame on me. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I have it, and yet I don't have it. I'll be. I'm not uh, seeing it right away here. It's Psalm 2218. Thank you. There it is. I'm bringing it up right now. I don't know why I've, I've got it backwards in my little reference point because hmm. it doesn't show the reference here in John, but it is. Actually, uh, uh, 
actually, uh, that entire, uh, wait a minute, what, what did I say it was, 22? 22.18? 22.18, yeah, no, it's on 22. I'm, I'm looking and my eyes can't help but stare at the other, uh, at other parts of it. Um, yeah, this well, is very much is, a, and... Psalm 22 is very much a prophetic uh, psalm about uh, the crucifixion. All the way from my God, my God, why have you forsaken right. me on forward? We went through that. But last it is Wednesday. in verse 18 of Psalm 22 where it talks about uh, dividing my garments among them and for my clothing they cast lots. And for some reason, I have it there, but I don't have it on the John side. I have it listed as Matthew 27, 35, but not the uh, reference to John 19, 24. Why we keep studying the Bible, to find the different ways and places we can do it. Uh, but it's one of the prophecies. There is no way that Jesus could have planned or prepared or this prophecy to be fulfilled. Right. Not that Jesus ever did that, but there are people who try to say that it was all a bunch of it was hard work, yes, by people who were scheming to put a false idea forward. Right. Uh, but no, these were prophecies and they were fulfilled. All right, so they divided up his clothes, cast lot for his cloak. No, um, his, under his tunic. His tunic, sorry. That would have been translations or translations. <laughs> um, yeah, mine All has right. tunic, and that it's the explanation is that it was an undershirt, a long undershirt that would have gone next a to the long, skin. A long, seamless right. undershirt. One piece. Which is just wow. Yeah. Okay, so it would have been totally useless if they had divided it into four parts, so they right. cast lots for it. Right. Uh, and again, that helps with the Old Testament prophecies being fulfilled by Jesus during his lifetime. The next say, uh, how are we doing on time? Because we should just about be there. Uh, let's see. Well, we've actually got more time because of my mistake. Um, right now, we're at 50 minutes. Okay. Well, I want to uh, reference the point that we have. Jesus' provisions for his mom. Mm -hmm. She's at the foot of the cross, and so is John the Beloved, the one who wrote this letter, this gospel. And he looks to his mother and says, here is your son, and to John and said, here is your mother, and John claims that from that point on, he took care of Mary, the mother of Jesus. That's really hard to understand. It may have been a short-term caring because Jesus had four or five brothers that are listed mm -hmm. back in, in the scriptures. Right, but they were and not involved uh, at least in the two ministry of them, at this point. Two, at least two of them became involved in the ministry. That would be Judas and James. James would be his Jesus brother, half brother, step brother, uh, would definitely become a leader for sure, but wrote the letter of James and then Jude wrote the letter of Jude. And I can't envision them letting perhaps their cousin 
Right. John take care of mom instead of them doing it themselves. Right. Now there's more to it, but we don't know what more is. There is another yeah. uh, another thing to this is that if the if the scholars presumptions are correct, then John's mother, physical mother, was also there at the time. At that particular moment, yes, his mother, sister um, Salome, and uh, was there. Um, and uh, and we know for a fact that three years earlier, his father was still there. Yep. So, uh, um, but uh, um, but to have but in front of John's actual mother, Jesus says, "Take care of this uh, of my mother. She is your mother now." And uh, um, and so that would have been a double difficulty because on the one hand it would it it traditionally should have care of, of of Mary should have gone to the next oldest brother. Yes. But because they were not involved in the ministry at this point, and and not just not involved, but certainly disbelieving anything having to do with uh, with Jesus. Um, you know, it's kind of uh, it's kind of a a, a a a bit of an insult to them to like, hey, you guys aren't involved, you don't believe, you don't get mom. Kind of a kind of a thing, um, kind of a mm -hmm. kind of a poke in the eye, if you will. But uh, um, yes, but yeah, and uh, um, and then I also wanted to mention that there are um, in in other uh, in the others in the other gospels. Um, and in John here, we see that it's pretty much just the ladies and John who are yeah. at the cross. Um, yes. And, uh, um, and so it really speaks a lot to the faithfulness of the women who follow Jesus, the women disciples. Um, You'll get no argument from me on that one. Yeah. Um, uh, truly, we know that. but. Uh, yeah. As the as the other side, another side of that coin is uh, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus had to have been somewhere nearby, right? Because they go and ask for the body pretty darn quickly. Yeah, and uh, so we know we have a couple men there, but sure. also we have to I remember that. that we're talking about human beings being the writers, even though it's the Holy Spirit inspiring Inspire. them to do so. Right. Okay, and that leads into this next section. Did Jesus take some of the wine vinegar that was offered to him on a stick, or did he refuse it? Uh, I have I have something to say on that. I kept trying to. Go ahead, please do. Well, in John, in my translation of, uh, of in my translation, I'm using the Amplified primarily. Mm -hmm. um, in verse 29, it says, a jar full of sour wine was placed there. Vinegar. Wine yeah. vinegar, basically. Um, and that is different from what he is given at, or what he is offered at the beginning of the crucifixion, which is wine mixed with myrrh. Okay. And so the wine mixed with myrrh the myrrh was used as a uh, um, kind of as a uh, a bit of a and pain reliever, and uh, um, and he refuses that. Yep. However, the sour wine 
is there um, to prolong the agony, not to relieve it. Hmm. Given that, giving them a little bit of moisture so that they can uh, survive just a little bit longer. Um, and so, uh, so one hmm. is there as a pain reliever, which he refuses, and the other is there as a pain prolonger, which he accepts. Yeah. Okay. If we may continue, or do we yes. wrap up? No, no, let's continue. We have which? Continue. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, after he gets this little sip from the sponge on the stick. Uh, sorry, I can think of hot dogs on the stick. I can think of all sorts of yep. things to bring funniness, but still it's Jesus said, it is finished. Uh, he knows that he is in the process of dying, and he doesn't know how many more words he'll get to or be able to say. Well, we, It doesn't mean that he died instantly at that point, but certainly very soon. The uh, Greek word. The next section. Uh, wait, wait, we wait before we into, go forward. Go ahead. It is finished. The Greek word that, transla that is translated to it is finished has been found on shipping labels, meaning paid in full. Huh. Shipping labels meaning paid in full. Let's see, it's yep. finished. That's, that is really uh, interesting since everyone's sins were paid in full at that point. Uh, Jesus... Yeah, it's raining hard now here. <laughs> and I've got lightning, so that's why I'm hearing you. Okay, yeah, you, and, you've uh, been skipping jumping. a little bit. But, uh, um, but yeah, and then... That's why, folks, it's lightning. And then at the end of verse 30, we have him voluntarily giving up his spirit. No one could kill Jesus. No one could take his life. He could only give it up. He had the authority to give it up and the authority and power to take it back again. To take Get back. Yep. And so, uh, so yeah. So we wanna we wanna remember that is also extremely important. Yes. In verse thirty. And then we have the next section. Sorry, I'm trying to make sure we get it wrapped up. No problem. But I know. We I have, know you don't uh, like going over. But this well, is important no, stuff. No, I don't like going over. I. But we do have the point of Jesus dying. Mm -hmm. It's the Sabbath day preparation. So the Jewish officials don't want these guys on the cross, crosses, plural, and they want the legs broken. And the two other criminals have their legs broken, which brings on death for them. They get to Jesus. He's already dead. They, they pierce his side. And water and blood mixture comes out. This is a reference to Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10, that says all this is going to happen. So Jesus is fulfilling prophecies even after he's dead. And that is so much for us as Christians to believe. But that's still not the end of this chapter and the prophecies. Because we have Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus going to 
Pontius Pilate asking for the body. They get the body. They take him to this new tomb that no one has ever been uh, buried in before. Right. Buried in before, but that's laid in. It's a tomb and they'll roll the stone over. These are all references to the Old Testament uh, between two other criminals and also laid in the new tomb. And he's there. Among the righteous. And we do not have that the women followed them on this one. No. Did they? Just to the effect that they went to the garden. Right. They went in the garden, to the garden, and laid Jesus to rest there with 75 pounds worth of of, uh, lards and uh, fragrant fragrant spices because after all he's been through in the last 24 hours uh you know you just can't imagine the smell yeah uh i don't have to and i don't want to remember any of it no i I can but they don't finish with it because it's the sabbath and they have right so that's just that's just to keep him till after the sabbath Because then others will come back to help take care of the body. Now, except they'll have a problem with that. Yep. Um, now, a real quick uh, thing about a real quick point about uh, Joseph of Arimathea. Uh, sorry, I always remember Grandma uh, with this one, Joseph of Arrhythmia. Uh, <laughs> but yes, uh, folks, that was my mom for sure. Yep. But uh, um, in other parts of uh, in other parts of his writings John is not particularly nice to secret believers he did not believe people mm-hmm. should be believe you know believe in secret um, it, but he is nice to Joseph of, of Arimathea um, he says a disciple of Jesus but secretly for fear of the Jews and he tells about how he asked Pilate to take away the body, and Pilate giving permission, and uh, um, and all the stuff he and Nicodemus did um, for the body of Jesus. And it's I think it's because Joseph and Nicodemus basically put themselves out there as publicly, finally, as uh, as believers, because otherwise, why mm-hmm. would they have taken such great care and made you know, made it so that Jesus would have been buried, you know, counted among the righteous, as the Old Testament says. I don't remember where the re- what the reference yeah. is, but uh, um, but being buried among the wealthy because he was in a new cut tomb, and yes. uh, um, and so that would have been uh, that would have been in the nice uh, in the nice part of the cemetery. Very much so. <laughs> so. Um. I want to do a wrap up before we lose time. Sure. Because this is one of Dr. Barnett's chapters. I think that it is as a standalone chapter, it doesn't do enough for me. Hmm. If you don't have the resurrection, the crucifixion is just a tragic story of, of a treatment of a good person. Having the resurrection involved in lose the fact that 
it wasn't just a good person. It was the Son of God and our Lord and Savior. It's a good chapter. Don't get me wrong. But it can't just be a standalone chapter for an idea. So like some of the other so, points um, uh, in the Bible where he says his greatest chapter is multiple chapters. He should have combined mm -hmm. 19 and 20 instead of putting them on separate uh, on separate uh, things. Uh, do we do points. chapter 20 next week? Yes, we do. Okay, I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, so we will look at it from there. Uh, because like I said, by itself, 19 cannot stand alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we'll Death run and into need to be said in the same sentence. I, I completely concur with you. Yeah. Okay. But herein lies our chapter 19. Yep. So uh, so a not a home run, but uh, um, maybe uh, maybe a, a two base hit. But uh, um, <laughs> needs to be combined with 20. Death and resurrection need to be said in one sentence. Yeah, without having the 20, it would be leaving a man stranded on base. Yep. Wouldn't matter one, two, or three, <laughs> stranded. Yep. So, uh, um, so, so a, a not quite agreement about its greatness. There you go. So. Well, gentle uh, inquisitors, if you have come with us this far, perhaps you will come a little bit further and join us in this family we call Christianity. We do this not with sacrifice because, well, as we just read, that's been taken care of. Um, we don't use magical spells or mystical ceremonies. That's not how we roll either. Um, in fact, uh, all we do is say a few simple words that align our hearts with that of God's. And uh, whether, uh, whether you've been a believer for a second or a century, the Bible tells us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so, uh, um, so we invite you to say the sinner's prayer with us tonight. Um, these are not uh, words from the Bible, but they are based on biblical principles. And so uh, you can customize them uh, in, your, uh, in your daily prayers as you see fit. But uh, um, but I have my thing I say, uh, and I think it's uh, pretty decent. So uh, so join with us as we uh, as we pray, and uh, go through this together. Dear Lord, Dear Lord, I am a sinner. I am a sinner. Cleanse me of my wickedness. Cleanse me of my wickedness. Teach me how to love you with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. Teach me how to love you with my heart, mind, soul, and strength. And show me how to love my neighbor as myself. Show me how to love my neighbor as myself. Help me to do the work you would have me do for your kingdom. Help me to continue the work you would have me do for your kingdom. Guide my steps along the path you would have me take. Guide my steps along the path. Um, come into my heart and be the Lord and Savior of my life. Remain in my heart and continue being my Lord and Savior. All these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I, I made a little emphasis there on Lord and Savior because uh, that came up in uh, in our Bible in our men's Bible study uh, last night at church, and uh, mm -hmm. that some people will gladly take on the Savior part, but uh, kind of leave the leave the Lord part uh, by the wayside. And uh, you gotta, you gotta have both. 
but uh, this is the beginning of your journey, and so welcome, welcome aboard, and uh, let's uh, let's go out and bring some more in. And, Good idea. Uh, this is not the only program we have for you over the course of the week. In fact, we have a couple uh, on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Well, yeah, at about 7.15, give or take, uh, depending on how the Internet speed is going. <laughs> because I'm because we're recording this now and not going live, it's a little bit different. But uh, um, we'll have on Tuesday evening, we will have uh, YWL Online's Totally Approachable Bible Study for All, um, where we will be continuing our journey through the Psalter. That is the Book of Psalms. And uh, um, we will be continuing with uh, Psalm 24. Um, and, uh, pardon me. Sorry, I had a little burp. Um, and then uh, on, oh, and so to prepare, um, let's see, this last week we only got through a few. Uh, so, but five. Five. Yeah, five. Well, did we do five? I, oh, yeah, yeah, we 19, did. 19, 20, 1, 2, 3. That's right, we did. So uh, it just seems like uh, like fewer. Um, so uh, read at least five, but uh, we have gotten through more. So uh, I'd recommend reading the next ten. Um, read through uh, through uh, Psalm twenty three or tw thirty three, sorry thirty three, and uh, um, so you can participate in the conversation. Um, and speaking of that, uh, definitely uh, leave your comments, uh, questions, concerns thoughts uh in the uh in the comments um and uh if you're on facebook uh, and uh or you can uh give uh send us a direct message we'll respond to you regardless of what uh what it is you have to say although uh we don't feed the trolls so uh none of that now and uh um and i'm not sure how all the podcasting platforms work so uh forgive me for that for my lack of knowledge there, um, but I'm sure there's a way to send comments and uh, and messages through uh, through Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music and all that. Um, oh, which reminds me, I have to get that uh, set up soon. Uh, if I'm going to mention it, I forgot. The other show we have on uh, on Thursday evenings is not quite after midnight, which you can find uh, which you can find currently on Apple Podcasts and. Amazon Music and Spotify and uh, and all of that, all those good places. Um, so uh, um, so definitely find that there. We'll have a couple of authors on this coming week: uh, Mary Kay Severici and Randy Boslaw. Um, Mary has written a book about how uh, tigers like bubble baths. And uh, so I think that's going to be fun and interesting. And uh, uh, Randy mm. just uh, uh, just left a description of a writer with a creative edge. So uh, so not quite as descriptive, but uh, uh, but it should be a fun and interesting conversation. I will make sure to have my sound right. I need to write out a checklist um, for uh, for how to do the show <laughs> for the technical side of things. But, uh, and then uh, a week from tonight will be another episode of YWL Online's Anything Can Happen Saturday. And uh, as already stated, we will be going, we will be continuing our examination of Dr. John Barnett's 52 Greatest Chapters of the Bible. 
And uh, next in store for us will be John chapter 20, the resurrection, which uh, uh, which I, I get the feeling it's going to be slightly lacking because it doesn't have the crucifixion with it. So uh, um, so uh, it's a two week uh, two week thing anyway, no matter how you slice it, because uh, the crucifixion and resurrection are definitely the two most important parts of the of the Christ story for us, I think, and uh, followed closely after by uh, by the birth because we can't have death without birth. So uh, um, and Christmas is just so much more fun. <laughs> But uh, yes, it is. But at any rate, um, I hope you've all gotten something out of the show. Uh, if you've missed the past episode, be sure to scroll on down and find uh, find what you've missed and listen to it. Um, if you've gotten anything out of this program, please be sure to share it with your friends. Uh, like and comment and share. Uh, that uh, that kind of engagement kicks the algorithm into gear and uh, will help uh, get the message out to even more people. So uh, whether you've been uh, following us on Facebook or Spotify or, uh, uh, or YouTube now, then, uh, you know, definitely uh, take care of that so that, we can, uh, so that we can reach more people. With that in mind, do you fine gentlemen have anything to say to the nice people? Yes, I love you all. But remember, no matter what happens in life, God is with us. Waka, waka, waka with the Lord. Amen. And God's blessing from Branson, Missouri. Indeed. God's blessings and good night from Santa Ana, California. Remember to be safe out there and wash your hands. And uh, here come the credits. Thank you once again for tuning in. This has been a production presentation of Bald Spot Productions. Um, my mother uh, provides production uh, for it. I am, of course, your humble host. My co-host is my father, Chaplain Bill Hatch, and my Ed McMahon is Rudy Corlew. If you feel led, please uh, support the show on Patreon. Uh, we have a, an account under Bald Spots Pro, and uh, don't miss Not Quite After Midnight. Uh, you can find it on Facebook at Not Quite After Midnight and the uh, podcasting platforms already mentioned. Please like, comment, and share to stay informed and kick that algorithm into gear so that more people will be reached by our program. Um, other than that, I hope you are having a wonderful time and uh, look forward to uh, speaking with you again very soon. Good night.